Today's podcast is sponsored by RadRx, your source for quality online education for interventional and diagnostic radiology coding, taught by subject matter expert Stacy Buck. For more information and testimonials, visit RadRx.com. Struggling to learn interventional radiology coding? If so, RadRx has the perfect solution for you. Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Online Training Program. In this program, interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck breaks down the complexities of interventional radiology coding in easy-to-understand terms so you can grasp this complex specialty. Through her course, Stacy has assisted many coders with little or no interventional radiology coding experience in successfully passing the CERC exam on the first attempt. For additional information and testimonials, visit radrx.com. Welcome to Who Cares What Stacy Says, a podcast providing insights and advice on how to take your medical coding career to the next level. And now, here's your host, Stacy Buck. Welcome to Who Cares What Stacy Says. I am your host, Stacy Buck. Thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, I will be sharing tips on how to use LinkedIn. Whether you've never used LinkedIn, or you have a LinkedIn account and you've neglected it, these tips will be helpful in you getting started with LinkedIn or getting started again with LinkedIn. So why should you use LinkedIn? Well, there are really two primary reasons why people would use LinkedIn. Either you're going to use LinkedIn to find a job or you're going to use LinkedIn to get clients for your business. And LinkedIn can benefit anyone regardless of the stage of their career, whether they're a student, a new graduate, or a seasoned professional. It really is this area that I believe that can be of great value that has been untapped for quite some time. I personally set up a LinkedIn account many, many years ago when LinkedIn was a new thing. And really all it was was an online resume. And honestly, I rarely logged on to LinkedIn. I didn't really do anything with it. I did not keep it up to date. And I didn't really see the value in LinkedIn for quite a long time. But in recent years, LinkedIn has made a lot of changes to the platform and they have really made it more of a social media and networking type site. So LinkedIn is so much more than an online resume if you actually know how to use it properly. I always, always, always encourage students and new graduates in particular to get on LinkedIn and get active. You want to start networking while you're still in school. You also want to start networking while you're early in your career and just develop a lot of meaningful connections using LinkedIn. Also, even if you've been in the profession for a while, tap into the LinkedIn network, get connected with people that are in your space and create mutually beneficial relationships. So there are usually two primary uses, as I said, for LinkedIn, either to get clients or to find a job. I personally have gotten consulting gigs from people who have found me on LinkedIn 
And I've also had people sign up for my online course as a result of connecting with me on LinkedIn. So it actually has helped my business. I didn't start getting active on LinkedIn until about, it's almost two years ago. This October will be two years where I really started putting in time on a regular basis to being on LinkedIn, growing my network, and then more recently posting more content and getting more content out there. And it has been of a tremendous value to me in growing my network and then also contributing to my business. And it can do the same for you if you work in sales for another company or maybe you have your own business or let's say you're not in sales or you're not a business owner, but you just are working in the coding profession or the HIM profession. It can help you network with other professionals, which will set you up for future job opportunities. Most jobs are actually found through networking. There are a lot of job opportunities that either never make it out to the masses for you to be able to see them, or there are some job opportunities that you have the inside track on before they actually get posted for the public um, to open up that application process. So that is a huge value with LinkedIn is just networking. Networking for those two primary reasons, either to get clients for your business or find that next job. What I will say is you don't want to ignore LinkedIn and then jump on it when you are searching for a job. You really need to establish a network before you find yourself in need of a job. Finding a new job will be so much easier for you if people already know you and you'll always be in the know about job openings if you are strategic about who you connect with and who you follow. You can also do job searches on LinkedIn. You have a lot of companies that post job openings there. So it's valuable in the job search to find positions. But again, I believe that networking component is the most valuable in letting people get to know you. I also had done a podcast on becoming a subject matter expert. And on LinkedIn, you can demonstrate your subject matter expertise by creating valuable content, which I'll talk about a little bit more um, in this podcast a little bit later on. But you want to also connect with recruiters as well. Start networking with recruiters. They will be able to help you find jobs when you are looking for that new opportunity, whether it be because it's forced <laughs> through a layoff um, where you have been let go from your job or you're just simply looking for the next chapter in your career. You can also use LinkedIn to learn about companies in your industry. If there are particular companies that you're interested in working for, you can certainly go on to LinkedIn and connect with their pages if they have a business page. And then you can also look for employees who work for those companies and then strategically connect with those individuals to build your network. It's also helpful in keeping up with industry trends. You have a lot of people that are sharing great information, sharing great content, and it's a great idea to check in to LinkedIn on a daily basis and see the type of information that all your connections are sharing. And then of course, it can be useful for career advice, professional advice in tapping into the knowledge and expertise that is out there within your LinkedIn network. 
When getting on LinkedIn, the first thing that you want to do is make sure that you are creating a strong LinkedIn profile. You do not want to simply do a copy and paste of your resume. Your profile actually should tell a story, your personal story, and that profile serves the purpose of networking and it allows people to get to know you. So you shouldn't necessarily be afraid to show your personality in your profile. You want to make sure that your profile overall expresses the value that you bring to employers or clients. That's really the goal to get noticed and have quality connections is really clearly conveying that value proposition for potential employers or for clients. And of course, you should make sure that all sections of your profile are complete. One of the first things that you should make sure you have on your profile is a headshot, a professional headshot. If you can get someone to take a professional photo for you, that is the best option. However, if you want to have someone take a photo of you, a friend, family member, and post that on LinkedIn, that's okay. But try to stay away from selfies. I see a lot of interesting profile photos on LinkedIn. I see selfies with Snapchat filters on there. While I love that for my personal life and on Facebook, people almost never see an unfiltered picture of me on Facebook. That's not something that I would post over on LinkedIn. I also see people taking selfies of themselves sitting in their cars. I don't know why that's so popular. That's just in general across social media platforms. People will be sitting in their vehicle and they'll take a selfie and they use that for a profile photo. Those more casual photos are the ones that you should stay away from unless your particular brand or your profession would lend itself to a more casual photo, depending upon what type of business you have, what you're promoting. If you're in the health information management profession or coding profession, then I personally would recommend going with that professional headshot if at all possible. You also want to have a cover photo. LinkedIn allows you to choose different generic cover photos, the background you know, photo, if you will, but try to develop a personalized cover photo. Use that to showcase your skills, to showcase a bit of your personality. There is a great online program out there called Canva, C-A-N-V-A. You can go to canva.com and you can create your own images using Canva. And this is a great tool that I use for my business. There's a lot of images that you can create absolutely free, no cost to you. And then if you wanna get more advanced in what you're creating, then you can have a paid subscription to Canva to have access to other images in order to create um, cover photos or just really any type of image that you want to have. I use Canva to create a lot of marketing um, images. Also, when I'm posting my content on LinkedIn, when I'm sharing for Coding Tip Tuesday and Q&A Thursday, I do all of my graphics over in Canva. And it's super quick, super easy, and they look like they look like they're professionally done. So it's really an amazing tool. So anyway, you can create your cover photo in Canva and Canva has the templates already there. You just simply type in what template you want. You can type in LinkedIn cover photo and it's gonna have the exact specs for creating 
creating it, the template will be there, and then you can just plug in what you wanna see. So for me, I just did a basic cover photo. The background of it looks like a chalkboard. And then on that, I put interventional radiology coding, diagnostic radiology coding, and then I have auditing, education, and outsource coding and then i have my website so that's all conveyed there on my cover photo if someone goes and clicks on my profile they will see that it's very clean and it tells them exactly what i do and for what specialties i do that so the cover photo can be more than just an image it can actually have text on there that provides a summary of what you offer perhaps one of the most important things on your LinkedIn profile is your headline or your tagline. It is so important that you think about what you're going to put here because the tagline, it appears at the top of your LinkedIn profile and it also appears beneath your name in the LinkedIn feed. It will appear that way for LinkedIn job applications. It appears that way when you send a connection request. So that headline is attached to your name all over LinkedIn. So that is why it is so important that you have a good headline or a tagline. You don't just wanna list a job title. That is something that is not going to convey that value proposition that I mentioned. Um, it's not, the tagline should be more of a summary of what you do or a value proposition. Let me say that it can actually be one of two things. So you can use a keyword tagline. For example, I have a keyword tagline where my profile says interventional radiology coding expert slash consultant slash speaker slash podcaster slash author of cracking the IR code. That is my tagline. Some other people will have this value proposition type tagline where they will say, I help so-and-so do such and such by doing such and such or through such and such. That's the value proposition tagline. One of the experts, LinkedIn experts that got me motivated to get on LinkedIn and start using it, it's a gentleman of the name of Ted Prodromu, and I'm probably not <laughs> pronouncing his name correctly, but it's Ted, P-R-O-D-R-O-M-O-U, and you can search for him on LinkedIn and you can follow him. And when I went to the networking event where he was the speaker and shared a copy of his book with us, he walked us through his LinkedIn profile and how he set it up. And two years ago, that his profile said, if you went to it now, it would say something different. But his value proposition then said, best-selling author of Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn for Business, helping displaced execs start their second act. So he is conveying in that headline, that tagline, that he is a LinkedIn expert. He's telling you that he's the best-selling author of the Ultimate Guide to LinkedIn. And then he's telling you that he helps displaced executives start their second act. So that is very specific. Those were the types of clients that he was targeting. So you wanna think about that, whether you are looking to get clients from LinkedIn, what you want to convey to potential clients, what would grab their attention, or maybe for potential employers, if you're seeking job opportunities on LinkedIn, that will determine how you utilize 
that tagline, whether it's a value proposition or whether it's keyword. But as I said, don't just list your job title and also don't say seeking work in the tagline. You need, if you are seeking work, this is where you should have your value proposition in that tagline. So if people are searching LinkedIn profiles for potential candidates, they will see that. Now to let people know that you're open for work, there is on your profile, there's an option to show recruiters and employers that you are open to work and you should use that. That should not actually be in that tagline. So that headline, tagline, very important. Put some thought into that. It needs to be clear, it needs to be concise, and again, convey the value that you bring, convey the expertise that you have. Now there's something new that LinkedIn recently added for hashtags, And if you are a content creator like myself, you can turn on content creator mode and then underneath that tagline or that headline, it will actually list the, it allows you to pick five hashtags that you're associated with. So for example, mine, it says, talks about hashtag CIRCC, hashtag IVR coding, hashtag diagnostic radiology coding, hashtag interventional radiology coding, and so on. You can choose five of those if you change your profile to content creator mode. So that can be helpful as well. And then when people see that, they can actually search for that hashtag and then they can see other posts that you have made with that particular hashtag. So that's something that I recently added to my profile. Also with your profile, you wanna make sure that your contact information is up to date. Very important, if you want potential clients to reach out to you, if you want potential employers to reach out to you, make sure your contact information is up to date. How can these individuals contact you outside of LinkedIn. Particularly if you're not on LinkedIn a lot, you definitely wanna make sure that your contact information to reach you outside of LinkedIn is up to date. There's also some other sections that you should pay attention to. There's a featured section in your LinkedIn profile. So that will vary based upon different content that you may want to feature in your profile, what that looks like. For me, for example, in my featured section, I have a link to my online course, I have a link to my book, and then I also have a link to articles that I've published in Healthcare Business Monthly for AAPC. So those are some of my personal works that I've created that I put in that featured section. So that is how you can utilize that. Then there's the about section, and this is your summary. And this is where beyond that tagline or headline, you wanna share more detail about the value that you can bring to a person or the value that you can bring to a particular employer. One thing that I've noticed with this about section, when I go and read them on various professionals, when I'm you know browsing LinkedIn profiles, I see a lot of jargon and a lot of words and I read summaries that are very wordy, but they tell me nothing about the person and the value that they bring. Honestly, I read some profiles, there's some summaries, and I'm like, I don't even know what this person does um, after reading through this very lengthy technical summary. You really need to keep that higher level very targeted so people know exactly who you are and what you do 
when they're reading your summary. Too many LinkedIn profiles, I, I go away from them not knowing what the person is doing, understanding what they're doing. I have people that reach out and send me connections and send me a direct message when they send me you know, the connection request telling me how they want to connect with me and a little, you know, maybe briefly about why they want to connect with me. And then I'll go look at their profile and I'm like, I can't even tell from your profile what you do. It's very lengthy and very wordy, but it makes no sense to me. And guess what? I most often do not even accept those requests unless there's something in maybe that DM that sparked my interest. I will go ahead and like connect with the person, but there are a lot of people I will not connect with just based on that summary because I simply don't understand what it is that they do. You also want to make sure that you fill out the section with your experience, obviously all your relevant work experience that goes without saying, also your education, any licensing licenses and certifications, and then any recommendations that you have received from clients, from colleagues, from past employers, there's a section there where people can actually post recommendations that will show on that public LinkedIn profile. So that can be helpful to you as well if someone is reviewing your profile potentially to do business with you or potentially looking to recruit you and hire you. And then there's also a section for accomplishments where you can put all of your publications, um, any books that you've written, any articles that you've written, blogs, you know, whatever the case may be, any work that you have done. And then there's also a section for honors and awards under accomplishments as well, where you can highlight any of those that you have earned. So after you've completed your profile, you want to focus on building your network and getting noticed on LinkedIn. Now, a lot of people on LinkedIn keep their connections only to people that they personally know. If you're doing that, you're going to miss out on the biggest benefits with LinkedIn. And the biggest benefit to being on LinkedIn is building your professional network. And again, the two primary reasons why you're going to want to build your professional network are either A, to get more clients, or B, to find a job. So you want to focus on building your network. You want to be strategic about building your network and you want to build a targeted network. Now, when you are building your network, you have two options. You can connect with someone directly or you can choose to follow them. So the difference between connect and follow is this. If I send you a connection request, then that means, and you accept it, that means that you will see the content that I post on LinkedIn that will show in your feed. And then I will see the content that you post on LinkedIn in my feed. If I choose to follow you rather than connect with you, when I follow you, that means that I will see your posts that you are putting on LinkedIn, but you will not see any of my posts that I'm putting on LinkedIn. So why would you wanna choose one over the other? Well, myself, I connect directly with medical coders. That makes sense, that's who I work with, that is my target demographic for my business, medical coders. I follow people that are outside of the healthcare space. For example, the LinkedIn expert that I mentioned, Ted, we'll just call him Ted P, since I have a hard time saying that last name. 
Ted P, I follow Ted P. I didn't send him a direct request. Why? Because Ted P has no interest in my coding content. There is no reason why he needs to see what I'm posting, but I want to see what Ted is posting because he is a LinkedIn expert. You are only, you're limited to so many connections. I can't remember the number of connections where you get cut off, like direct connections. But once you reach a certain number of connections, people are only allowed to follow you. So you don't want to waste direct connections on people that don't need to see your content and what you're posting. So there are certain people that I follow who are not in the coding industry, who are not in the health information management industry, but I wanna hear what they have to say because they give good business advice, they give good professional development advice, they give good LinkedIn advice. So those are the ones that I choose to follow. And then there may be some reason why you don't want certain people seeing what you're posting and what you're sharing. I think that defeats the purpose of LinkedIn, but if that's the case, then you have the ability to follow someone rather than do a direct connection with them. So anyway, you wanna build a targeted LinkedIn network. Now, obviously it's a good idea to connect with people that you know, but you don't wanna limit it to only people that you know, as I mentioned. So start out connecting with former colleagues, people that you have worked with at past jobs, and hopefully they can give you recommendations on LinkedIn, help fill in that section. Um, you know, many times when someone's looking for a job, they rely on former colleagues as referrals to find their next job. And this is a good place to stay connected with people because contact information changes a lot as people move from job to job. Um, you know, phone numbers may change, emails may change, things of that nature. When you come on LinkedIn, hopefully all of your connections are keeping their profile up to date. Ideally, everybody who's on LinkedIn would be getting on regularly and would be keeping their information up to date. So it helps you stay connected to people that you used to work with in prior positions that can possibly help you in getting another position, whether it be finding out about job openings that they have at their current company that gives you an inside track there, or if you want to use them for a reference, um, possibly in your job search. Also, maybe they will be able to refer clients to you potentially if you're on LinkedIn seeking clients. You also want to connect with your peers that are in your particular industry. So these are people that are doing the same or similar things that you are doing and you'll want to work on building that network. My focus mainly when I'm on LinkedIn and building my connection, my primary focus is connecting with other medical coders and then also those individuals who are involved in medical coding in some type of fashion. But I really connect with everybody that's in the health information management space. Those are going to be connections. But primarily, most of my connections are going to be medical coders. And then you also want to use LinkedIn to connect with or follow influencers that are out there on social media, what we call those social media influencers, decision makers within organizations. You may want to look at specific companies and follow them on LinkedIn. 
You want to use LinkedIn to help you do research. So you can actually use LinkedIn to do research on companies that you want to work for. You can follow their business page. You can also look for people who work for that employer and connect with them. And then hopefully by doing that, you will be in the know about job opportunities with that employer before they're actually advertised publicly. And then people who are working within that company hopefully can get to know you um, through LinkedIn and see the value that you can bring to their organization. So you want to try to develop relationships on LinkedIn. And the best relationships and the most effective relationships, of course, are mutually beneficial relationships. So you want to offer something of value to those people that you are connecting with. So build that targeted LinkedIn network. Then once you are going through and selecting who you want to connect with or who you want to follow and what companies you want to follow, the next thing that you need to think about is how to get noticed on LinkedIn. What's the point of being on LinkedIn if no one knows you're there and you're not getting noticed? So how do you do that? How do you get noticed on LinkedIn? Well, you should spend time on LinkedIn daily. That is a recommendation. If you talk to any experts out there that are LinkedIn experts or just social media in general, they will talk about how consistency, putting yourself out there and being consistent is going to yield the best results for you. And it takes time to get noticed. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. You want to get on LinkedIn daily. You want to use it actively, not passively. Don't just sit there in the background and, you know, be a consumer of information, but share, you know, information, create content and make new connections daily. You know, look for those targeted connections on a daily basis and then post daily. And then you want to use LinkedIn to showcase your expertise. Going back to what I talked about in my episode on being a subject matter expert, this is a great place for you to show off your knowledge in your space, particularly if you are an educator, if you're a content creator, if you're a consultant, this is really where you can shine. So you want to create and post valuable content that demonstrates that subject matter expertise. For myself, what I do on, so this is my schedule. This is how I do LinkedIn. And I've been doing this now for several months. And this has actually helped me grow my network and helped me get a little bit more traction than what I had because I was spending a lot of time making a lot of connections for a long time, but I wasn't posting content regularly. It was very inconsistent. And a lot of it was simply marketing content, me trying to sell something in my feed by making a post. So several months ago, I decided I was going to get on LinkedIn and post daily Monday through Friday. So what I said is, okay, on Monday, Monday is gonna be Motivation Monday. I'm gonna post a motivational quote, on Monday for everybody to get their week started off, you know, right. Then on Tuesday, I do what's called coding tip Tuesday and I share a coding tip on a coding topic. And then also with that, what I do with the coding tip is the coding tip comes from content in my book. So I will actually have a link to my book where 
LinkedIn users can then go and purchase my book. I have sold books that way as a direct result of Coding Tip Tuesday. So I'm sharing free content, I'm sharing free advice, valuable content, it's also leading to sales. Then on Wednesday, I will do some type of testimonial, someone that has taken my online course and has a success story, I will share that. Then on Thursday, I have Q&A Thursday where I post an answer to a coding question that either has been asked of me recently or just tends to come up frequently. And again, oftentimes those answers will come from content in my book, not always, but if they do, I also have a link to the book there. So that leads to sales of the book. So again, there's the dispensing of valuable content that's that free advice that is also funneling back through the form of sales there. And then on Friday, what I do is I share some type of industry related article. There'll be some type of article that I share about radiology, whether it be about coding and billing, whether it be about clinical practice, just something that I find interesting. And then I will make a comment on that and I share that on Friday. And so that's what I do. That's just the formula that I have been using, but that's something that you can figure out on your own what works best for you. But I would recommend creating a schedule and then sticking to that schedule. Now there's someone that I recently started following on LinkedIn who just his posts are so amazing and so encouraging and so wonderful. And this is a gentleman by the name of Justin Welsh, W-E-L-S-H. And he's one I started following a few months ago and he gives amazing tips on content creation and how to build an online audience, particularly with LinkedIn. So he's one of those experts that I would recommend that you follow and then he will give you tips and just his whole way of looking at things and what he's done and the business that he's created is very inspiring. So he's someone you'll wanna follow. Um, particularly if you're using LinkedIn for sales. Um, he can still be helpful if you're using it to find that job and connect with employers, but if you have some type of online business or you're selling something, Justin Welsh is someone that you'll want to recommend, or I'm sorry, not recommend, that I recommend <laughs> that you follow. Um, some other things that you can do with LinkedIn is you can write and publish an article directly to LinkedIn. You don't have to have it published somewhere else. When you go to make a post, um, you can actually, when you go to create a post, you'll actually see article where you can then write an article and post an article. You can also upload documents that you have created. So if you've created something of value that you don't mind sharing with others for free, then you can do that on LinkedIn as well. So it really is such a great platform for getting noticed within your profession. But again, you have to be consistent and you have to use it on a regular basis. So in addition to making sure that you are creating valuable content and you are posting valuable content, you wanna engage with others by commenting on their post. So that will help other people see you, get to know about you, and it starts building a rapport with other people if you start commenting on their post. It helps their engagement, it helps your engagement, it's a win-win. The same with resharing interesting content. Um, you want to reshare interesting content. You don't just wanna reshare something without your own commentary. If you're sharing somebody else's post, you'll wanna place your own thoughts out there with that post. That's 
very important that you do that. Because again, you want to showcase your thought process, your thoughts and feelings and opinions on things and your expertise. And then you can also leverage other accounts. And this is something that that just Justin Welsh talked about, um, which I think is valuable for all parties um, that are involved in this, because content creators love to be shared. And so when Justin talks about leveraging other accounts, what you can do is you can tag people in your LinkedIn posts. And when you tag people in your LinkedIn posts, then their followers will see or their connections, connections or followers will see you in their feed when that person is mentioned. So that's where it's going to expand that network. And then you will get new connections and new followers that way. And so it's mutually beneficial because the content creator gets more exposure and then you're going to get more exposure. For example, one thing that I did recently, and I had already planned to do this before I saw Justin's recommendations, FYI, um, when I recorded my subject matter expert podcast, I mentioned several other podcasters in the, in the same space during that podcast. I mentioned them by name. And then what I did when I posted that that podcast episode was available, I tagged all of those individuals that I mentioned and thanked them for inspiring me, continuing to be an inspiration to me. So again, that's going to expand their reach. I have almost 7,000 connections on LinkedIn, direct connections. So those people potentially learn about them and then people that they're connected to potentially learn about me. I didn't plan to do it for that reason, but when I saw what Justin said, I'm like, that makes perfect sense. And when I think about it from both ends, it's really where you have a win-win. Now you shouldn't just arbitrarily tag people who have those high-level profiles to try to pull their people in. There has to be some value in that tagging. It shouldn't just be done arbitrarily. I've seen some companies post advertising something that they have and then they tag someone who's prominent and then that prominent person isn't really associated with them or has nothing necessarily to do with the post and i've seen those people get upset so there has to be some type of relationship some type of connection um, you have to be in the post it should be benefiting that other person it should not just be for self-promotion so that's really going to be your key and then also regarding content, keep it business related. Don't treat LinkedIn like Facebook. I see so many posts on fa or on LinkedIn that are really more suited for Facebook. As political posts, keep them off of Facebook. They're divisive, they're off-putting. Nobody wants to see that on a professional platform. I can't say nobody. Some people seem to take pleasure in it and enjoy it. But in being on LinkedIn for a while, with you know there being issues where the the country is so polarized what i see on a lot of linkedin comments is that most people wish that the forum can be kept professional and not get into this personal stuff and in the political stuff most people feel that that does not belong on linkedin now again depending upon your profession maybe you need to delve into that content but for coders and HIM professionals, I would say let's not get political and let's not get too personal on a professional network. Use LinkedIn, use Twitter, or not LinkedIn, use Facebook and Twitter for those other things. 
So that is everything I wanted to share with you today about using LinkedIn. Hopefully I have inspired you to sign up for LinkedIn if you have not yet created a LinkedIn account or get back on LinkedIn and get active if you've already had a LinkedIn account that you've neglected much like I did for many years. So I actually regret not being on LinkedIn sooner and working on some of these strategies sooner. And as far as more tips on LinkedIn and how to utilize LinkedIn, there are a lot of experts out there that you can find actually on LinkedIn and tap into. Um, today, I mentioned two people that I follow, Justin Welsh, he's one you'll want to check out, and then Ted Prodromu, P-R-O-D-R-O-M-O-U, and like I said, I know I'm pronouncing that horribly wrong, <laughs> that's why I spelled it, um, but those are just two people that I recommend for you to follow to get you started. Also, go out and do a Google search for tips on LinkedIn, using LinkedIn effectively. There's so much information out there. So I am by no means an expert on LinkedIn. I am still learning how to get the best use from LinkedIn and capitalize on LinkedIn. So I just wanted to share what I've learned so far and then hopefully you can put some of these basic steps into place and then you can expand your network on LinkedIn and you can take your career to the next level. I want to remind all of my listeners that if you have a question, you can submit questions to askstacy at radrx.com. That's askstacy, S-T-A-C-I-E, at radrx.com. That email address can be used to submit questions about something I talked about in a podcast episode, or maybe you have a question about something else that I haven't spoken about. That's okay too. I would like to start an Ask Stacy segment in the podcast, so please send me any questions that you might have. And then also, if you have any feedback about the podcast episodes or if you have suggestions for future topics, please feel free to send an email to podcast at radrx.com. That's podcast at radrx.com. And thank you so much for tuning in today. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Who Cares What Stacy Says. You can connect with Stacy on social media. You can find her business page for RadRx on Facebook, and you can connect with her personally on LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out the online training courses offered by RadRx. Cracking the IR code, mastering interventional radiology and cardiology online training, or cracking the diagnostic radiology code online training. Thanks again for tuning in to Who Cares What Stacy Says, a podcast providing insights and advice on how to take your medical coding career to the next level.